Number four for me, which is a big thing, is Kenya gonna have some roles, baby. Kenya gonna have some roles. And unless you live somewhere, unless you travel on unpaved roads, you won't appreciate this. Okay, and let me add to uh, Nairobi gonna have some sidewalks. For a girl that likes to go on walks, sidewalks are important. Hello and welcome to Black Sit to Africa. I am your host, Tadre Delora Mornier, a California girl living her best life in Nairobi, Kenya. I hope that you are informed, entertained, and inspired to Black Sit to Africa. Now, in this episode, I just like, <laughs> I come in peace. I come in peace with hair grease. You know what I'm saying? And it's Kenyan owned hair grease, Kenyan produced hair grease. And look, like the bottle's almost empty. Like, I come in peace, y'all. The previous episode was what annoys me about Kenya. And whether it's our home country or somebody else's country, we all have things that just like, what? You know, things that we wish that we could change. And it was a bit clickbaity. I'm not even going to hold you. However, I did feel like that information would be essential in helping somebody to make the decision should I go to Ghana? Should I go to Kenya? Should I go to South Africa? There's nuances. And of course, different things are important to different people. I just mentioned a couple of things or a few things that um, really just kind of like irked me, you know? And I will do a part two because there's more. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's another episode for another day. However, Today is about what I love about Kenya. And there's so many things. There's just so many yummy things. And there'll be a part two for this one too. And I have my notes in front of me because you know, Auntie can just go off on a tangent and you know, y'all need me to stay. If I sound a little nasally, a little congested, I want to apologize in advance because I have developed some sort of allergies since I've been living here in Nairobi. Okay, so now let's just get into, let's just get into some things that I love about Kenya. Number one, fresh food. Fresh food. Now I'm not gonna lie, the food is not as fresh as let's say Uganda or Tanzania because a lot of the food is coming from South Africa. I won't say a lot, but I will say some. Like some of the food is coming from South Africa, but if you want fresh food, if you want local food, you do not have to go far to find it. I typically shop at Chandarana because it's close to me. It's a little small supermarket, but it's a chain across Nairobi, probably throughout the country. Um, so there are some um, imports from other countries, right? 
but I will say I typically um, shop fresh and I eat fresh and I really don't cook meat in my house. So, ooh, when you come here and you start to enjoy the cuisine, if you were raised on an American diet, a typical American diet, and you know what that is, high in salt, high in preservatives, high in fat, GMO. Your brain synapses will just pop. They just go off because it's like, real, real, what is this? It's real food, okay? That's number one. And people, you know, they want to know about my fitness level and how am I able to stay trim and the food source is better. It's fresher. That's how I'm able to maintain an ideal weight. That's how I'm able to age gracefully. Yes, there is genetics, but it's also the food source. Number two, number two, which is really the reason why I decided to make Kenya my home, the urban green spaces. I'm an outdoorsy girl. I love going for strolls. I love being out with nature, communing with nature, whether I'm in the mountains, whether I'm in the desert or at the ocean. And most African cities just do not have green urban spaces. They don't have urban spaces where you can just go and be. Most African cities are unplanned. And so I should note that people died, they fought, they gave their lives for Karua Forest, for places like the Arboretum, uh, the park on the Gong Hills. There's so many in Nairobi. I don't even know about them all. You know, um, a brother took me on a date and he was like, so you like, you like nature, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I want, I want to take you someplace. It's a Kenyan brother. And he took me to this beautiful park right off from Gong Road. I'm always on Gong Road. It's a major road. It was beautiful. It had a nice little lake. It was rather secluded. It was quiet. It was clean. When I lived in Kampala, I struggled with that. I love Kampala mostly for its people and the nightlife how, and the prices. However, when you want to just go somewhere and just be, there's really not many places in the city you can go. You can go to Serena Hotel. Um, you could go to someone's home who has an expansive garden, but a park is pretty much non-existent. Um, most of the parks that I've seen, the ones that I have seen, are just, you know, these small spaces created to bear monument to some historical figure. And they're unkempt. They uh, typically have houseless people sleeping there. It's not a place you want to be. The only place that I found was in Buziga. The sister who made Queen of Catway, she has private land. She has developed it into a park. You pay to get in there. It's not open all the time. You get my point. Okay, 
Number three, subscriptions are cheaper here. Uh, this one is not in order of importance, but it's just something I wanna make note of. Subscriptions are cheaper here. Netflix, um, I had that up. Let me pull that up. Okay, so I got it pulled up. Netflix in the States, I think it's upwards of like $15 or whatever. You come here, okay, the basic plan is 700 shillings, which is roughly $7. Um, the standard plan is 1,100 shillings per month, roughly $10. The premium plan is 1,450 shillings per month, so roughly $13 for premium. Netflix, okay? Spotify. So I had been paying $9.99 per month for years. Then something happened in the system. Something happened. I think I changed my location to Kenya. And for a brief moment, I was able to get a Spotify subscription for like 300 shillings, which is about $3, like two, two something, two would change. Yeah. And then something weird happened again where it went back. But if you are able to open an account here, or I think the key is with Spotify, you need to have a Kenyan credit card, which I don't have. You can also like pay your Kenyan friend uh, for a year in advance for Spotify and then have them add you on their family plan. That's another way to go. Okay, so that's just another little perk about being here. Um, number four for me, which is a big thing, is Kenya gonna have some roads, baby. Kenya gonna have some roads. And unless you live somewhere, unless you travel on unpaved roads, you won't appreciate this. Okay, and let me add to uh, Nairobi gonna have some sidewalks. For a girl that likes to go on walks, sidewalks are important. Now, I, there's a bit of elitism, a bit of classism there because everywhere in Nairobi, they don't have sidewalks. But where I live, they got sidewalks and I was very intentional about living in this neighborhood because A, I'm walking distance from the Arboretum which is a beautiful park with monkeys. And two, the roads are paved. And I knew that I'd be able to skate on these roads. We got some good roads around here. Okay, now, Uganda is really close. And I was a bus traveler for years because it was just cheaper. You know what I'm saying? It was like 30 bucks to travel from Uganda to, let's say from Kampala to Nairobi overnight, um, 30 bucks, right? Versus $300 uh, to fly. And that's just what my budget was. So I went with that. It's really close in terms of mileage. But in terms of road quality, a trip that should have been four or five hours, no stops, is literally overnight 
12 hours or whatever the hell it is, okay? Traveling from Kampala to Kigali, Rwanda, same, really, really close, not a whole lot of mileage. But the roads, baby, and to be fair, there's not good roads everywhere. However, coming from where I'm coming from, Kampala, I was so shocked to see people taking these small, what we would call economy vehicles on these bumpy dirt roads, uphill, downhill, through the rain. What? So I'm going to just leave that there. No shade to Kampala. But unless you live in a place that don't have an abundance of paved roads, baby. At least here in some parts of Nairobi, when you go off the main road, it's still paved. I'm just saying. Number five, and probably one of the other reasons that I decided to make Kenya home is the sea. If you like the sea, shit, if you like the mountains, I'm an hour flight away. $25 if you, if you catch a deal one way. Um, $45 if you don't catch a deal one way. From Nairobi to the coast. And there's so many beautiful places to choose from. Some people like Mombasa. I prefer Watamu. I want to check out Khalifi. Diani's cool. And there's always these package deals to go there for retreats, for holidays, etc., etc. The Indian Ocean. Unless you're going to Lamu or Diani during the rainy season. But outside of that, blue. And it's warmer there. And it's a different culture there. Because remember, these nation states are relatively new. So you got different people over there speaking different languages, eating different food. And at this stage in my life, I like quiet. And I just love going to Watamu for the quiet. If I want to turn up, I could turn up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But yes. Just And if you are like me, a water baby, and you just feel safe, and you just feel nourished, you feel at peace, being, being near the water, it's definitely an option. There's, there's a few people in our Black expat group who settled on that side. They just bypass Nairobi. They're in Lamu. They're in Diani. They're in Khalifi. They're in Mombasa. So think about that. The, I, I even thought about shifting to that side. However, I'm enjoying what Nairobi has to offer. Like last night, I went to a little jazz concert. You know, I have my conscious Kenya community here. And I just, there's, there's just less of that there. And I love the options that Nairobi has for me. Number six, number six on the list Custom is cheap. If you're coming from the global north, baby, you know getting anything custom is going to cost you, right? So I have in here, let me just, let me just turn a little bit here. 
I have these custom drapes. Yeah. I've got these custom drapes and they were so cheap for me. Okay, I went down to Eastley, which is a historical Somali. I don't say historical, but we we think of it as a Somali neighborhood. And there's lots of service providers, lots of retailers down there. It can be chaotic down there because it's just a lot of energy, especially for us introverts. Like when I come from down there, I'm ready to just come home and relax. But they do a good job. And I went to Bangkok Mall. Went on YouTube, YouTube University, and I found Bangkok Mall, and you just walk in there, and it's just a whole floor of all these drape makers, okay? They got the fabric you can choose from. You give them the measurements. That day, if you go early, your drapes is done for you, okay? Or the very next day. So I paid, uh, what is this? 18,050 is how much I paid to have one, two, three, four, four sets of drapes made. Okay. And so I actually combined Katenge, which in the States we call it Ankara. I had them combine Ankara with their fabric that they imported from, I don't know where, but they imported from someplace. And they laughed at me because nobody had ever done that before. But I was like, this is what I like. They did it for me. They delivered the next day. I saw them working on it. I love it. The only thing, though, they did not trust my trust my measurements. And I think it was just a little bit of gender discrimination. Like, oh, she don't know what she's talking about. Because the measurements from room to room was different. I'm like, everything in here ain't even. Like, you live here, you know. And I'm like, listen, my dad is a carpenter. He taught me, you measure twice, cut once. So they were a bit long. But other than that, no complaints, beautiful drapes. Okay, clothing. I mentioned in the previous video about what I find annoying about Kenya. Okay, Um and one of the things I said, it was difficult to find clothing, like new clothing. Secondhand on lock. Don't confuse secondhand with vintage, okay? But secondhand on lock here. However, custom clothing is very cheap here. Um, let me see. Uh, four, you can get like a custom outfit here for four, between like 4000 and 10000 just depending on what you're looking for, what type of fabric, what's the occasion, is it casual, etc. 4000 is about the equivalent to roughly $40, maybe more like 38 USD. Just move the decimal point two places to the left. 10000 is more like uh, 100 bucks. So you know how much shit be costing in the States for custom. So to be able to come here and do that, that's a blessing. So to get new clothes here, to get something unique here, it is a challenge, like hunt and find, you know? And then, you know, people annoy me because it's like, oh, I'll take them someplace where you can get something custom. Oh, I know where you can go and get it cheaper. Well, go somewhere and get it cheaper. Right. But 
If you go somewhere and get it cheaper, it's not going to be the same quality. It may not be lined. You know, I, anyway, I'm moving on. I'm not going to get furniture. So in a previous video, that was one of my gripes. This uh, short-term hustle mentality where people are not into like building long-term business relationships with people. I won't give away too much there, but I will say if you find a an expert, fundi, craftsman, hold on. Hold on to that person. Hold on. Okay? Because what you can get, a custom desk, a custom bed frame, custom chairs, and so inexpensive, comparatively speaking. Like in the States, when we do custom furniture, people will usually go to South Carolina. I think that's the area where you can do that. But you're paying for American labor, right? Here, labor is very cheap. Uh, I think that's a blessing and a curse because the labor is so cheap and because we have such strong, hard, beautiful woods here, you can get something that you can pass down to the generations. You know, these days in the States, we're used to just mass produced, Ikea, wherever, you know, people go to get their stuff. Even you go into someplace like, is it Elmwood or whatever it is? It's still mass produced and it's still expensive. Okay, moving on. Number seven on my list of what I love about living in Kenya is quality, locally made products. Now, when I was in school and my minor was African studies, one of the things that they told us about Africa was that the raw materials were being extracted very cheaply and then they were turned into a product, produced into a product and then sold back to Africans, right? That's still happening. However, not as much as it was happening, let's say 30 years ago or even 20 years ago. There are major producers and manufacturers here. There are cottage industry producers, which I tend to prefer to buy from, who are doing the damn thing. They're making wonderful products at an affordable price. For instance, this hair grease, <laughs> essential oils, um, beauty products, furniture, food products. Um, what else can I mention? Not so much technology, not so much auto, but in the things that I typically use day to day, I'm like, okay, I can go to the supermarket and I can select from a Kenyan brand. And I like to be, I like to do that. I love to support local economies. I love to support local businesses. And I just have to say, you can't do that in many parts of the world. In many parts of the world, there's a lot of import and, you know, some 
countries, they haven't poured resources into developing their own manufacturing. That's not the case for Kenya. So I love that. And eight, last but not least, some things that are expensive in the U.S. are cheaper here. Some things, okay? So in the previous video, I talked about things that are, you know, cheap in the States but can be expensive here. But, you know, there's been some really pleasant surprises for me. Um, my favorite flower is Birds of Paradise. They're super cheap here. By the way, flowers, if you want fresh cut flowers every week, very cheap here. The issue for me is the variety. And I find I have to go to the higher end areas like Muthaiga and um, let's say Muthaiga, maybe Parklands, maybe Westlands. Gigiri to get the types of exotic flowers that I like. In my neighborhood, it's typically more uh, common flowers like roses. Uh, however, they are inexpensive. And I will say that they don't last as long as the ones in the States, but I'm cool with that. Um, essential oils. I think I mentioned that previously. Really, really cheap here. I found a plug. She, uh, where is she? She's near the mountains. Nanyuki. I found a plug in Nanyuki through my Conscious Kenyan group, and I just order the essential oils that she produces out there, and she ships them to me in one day uh, to Nairobi. Housing here is relatively cheap. Now, when I say cheap, when I say inexpensive, all of this is relative because there will be people that will say, okay, well, you know, I'm born and raised here, and that's not cheap to me, sis. And I got you. But I'm comparing this to what we typically will pay in the global north. Baskets for, for, one, for one, right? So this basket that I have on the wall, it's from UG. However, I know where to go in Nairobi to get baskets directly from the producers, okay? I'm not going to give that away because that's on my fashion tour, but I'm just saying. So I had a sister hit me up in the UK and she was like, what? These baskets are so cheap. I'm like, yes, since the baskets are cheap. She was like, but in the UK, like they charge so much. I'm like, look, I'm happy to send you some baskets, but you gotta know the shipping to the UK is probably is what bumps that price up. But since I'm here, like if I wanted to cover my whole wall in baskets, I could do so cheaply. Um, let me go back to the housing. So my for my place, it's a two-bedroom, two-full-bath, kitchen, dining room. I have a wash area. We have a beautiful garden. They've been working on the gym for several months. I don't know what's happening with that, but we got a swimming pool, very nice neighborhood, playground, 24-hour guards, et cetera, et cetera, and it's 70000 which works out to about 600 USD. Where are you going to find that in a major city in the States? And, you know, my subs, they keep saying like, yo, you can get cheaper here. You get cheaper there. I'm committed to this neighborhood because of the Arboretum and my roads, you know, I told y'all. But housing here is, is relatively cheap. Um, transport. 
I take boaters everywhere. <laughs> and if I'm not taking a boater, I'm driving my own scooter. So if you're taking what we call public transportation, which is really privately owned and publicly um, regulated, 20, 20 shillings, which is what, like 15 cent? 50 shillings, okay? I typically don't take the matatus, the public, because it'd be a lot for me, but I prefer the bodas. And, you know, to use an Uber boat, an Uber or a boat, or what we would call shared uh, transport, really inexpensive for me. However, I am cognizant of a fact that a lot of people find that to be wasteful. They find it to be expensive. And one of the first things I noticed when I came to Nairobi is how many people walked for miles to work each and every day because they need to conserve resources. And I will also go back to this point about labor being very inexpensive. Like your housekeeper got a housekeeper, okay? Your housekeeper got a nanny. So um, the house help is really inexpensive here. I have been told I pay too much. I'm fine with paying too much because one of my dreams is that every being, every living being be able to self-actualize, be able to thrive. And change starts within. Change starts with us. So if I can pay somebody a livable wage, if I can pay a little bit more, I'm happy to do so. Um, I pay my housekeeper 1,000 shillings every time she comes. That's what, nine, eight, nine dollars? Typically, I believe a Kenyan would pay about 500 shillings, okay? Roughly $5, $4 and change. To have somebody come to the house having shopped for groceries, cook the food, clean the floors, or just, I, let me just say clean the house. When I, I'm thinking clean the floors because they do it with a towel. They just put a wet towel down and they, and they clean the floors where, you know, we use it a mop. They're washing your clothes by hand. They're scrubbing your shoes, baby. They're cleaning your windows, okay? They are looking after your children. 500 shillings a day, baby. So my mom is staying with me and she has been diagnosed with early dementia. And it's been a lot to adjust, right? You got a grown human moving around who needs things, who forgets things. And so here, without the health insurance, without the benefits that we have in the States, right? I am able to afford somebody to come into my home three times a week as a companion. This woman cleans, she cooks. I'm like, look here. I told her, I, I really don't need you to clean. I have somebody who does that. I like this person. But she still come in and she clean. And she still come in and she cook. And she take my mother out for walks. And she takes my mother on outings. And this gives me a little bit of time to be with myself. 
Okay, I pay this woman what she asked. She asked off top. She wanted a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, a thousand shillings per day. I said, cool. And when she take my mother on outings, I pay for her to enjoy those outings as well. So if it's a lunch, if it's the giraffe center, if it's um, an art gallery, whatever it is, she gets to experience that as well. And I am blessed to be able to do that. Now, I have had people come to me, my neighbors, and they're like, ooh, that's, that's too much. You know, you can pay her roughly $2.33 a day to do that. Okay, I get that. But that's not what I'm on. I'm not on that. I don't know how long I'm going to keep this woman. I don't know how long my mother is going to be here with me. If I can bless this woman for as long as I can bless her, I'm happy to bless her. So again, you know, back to the final points, some things that are cost prohibitive, very expensive in the States, really inexpensive here. And you know what, this thing, it's not on my list, but it's something I'm really grateful for. I'm actually really appreciative throughout all of East Africa, I've experienced this. It's like a say la vie, it's just like a living that lives, do you. You know, compared to where I'm coming from, LA, East Africa can be very conservative in terms of how you present. I think also in terms of sexuality. However, ain't nobody stressing me about being here. And I know that in the US, it's not like that. Not my neighbors, the people I meet every day, nobody is in my business about what I'm doing in their country. The language I speak, my practices, my daily habits, just, people just like, even when I was in a tiny Muslim fishing village in Zanzibar, playing music and cooking food during Ramadan, nobody bothered me. Nobody came knocking on my door and I was in close quarters with everybody else. I love that about East Africa in general. I love that about Kenya. They just let you be. Whereas what I've noticed in the States, you could be walking down the street speaking your own language to your family member, your homie. People run up on you. We speak English here, English. You could be in the supermarket which I've experienced with some friends from Zimbabwe. And it was like, go back to Africa. Ain't nobody told me to go back to America. So I will say that that's one of the things that I love about Kenya as well. Just you're able to be here. Just get in where you fit in and you're able to be. This is a very international city. I was not expecting East Africa to be this international. 
And I'm not just talking about Nairobi. There are people here from all over the world doing a myriad of things. So with that, I will say thank you for your time and thank you for watching. And to my Kenyans, thank you for embracing me and allowing me to be and encouraging me to grow. And with that, I hope that you have been inspired, entertained, and informed to Blacks It to Africa. I'll see you on the next one.